Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by Pure Harvest's new range of delicious nut milks, available in three dairy-free flavours, Nut Bliss, Lush Almond and Creamy Cashew. You'll never have to worry about having ordinary milk again. Pure Harvest's new range of no ordinary milks are available at leading independent supermarkets and health food stores Australia-wide. Hello, lovely Dara, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? Hi, Manny. I'm really, really good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I should actually be saying welcome back to the Healthy Hustlers because you've yeah. been on here before. <laughs> Take two. Around two. Yeah, exactly. So you are such an advocate for you know conscious living and plant-based lifestyle. Mm. But a lot of people know you more as DJ Tiger Lily. Yeah. So I love that you call that your double life. I know I've seen on your Instagram, double <laughs> life as DJ Tiger yes. Lily. And, and our first um, <laughs> healthy conversation that we had together was very much about, you know, your own personal journey growing up and then I guess your career as DJ Tiger Lily. But I really want to kind of dive a bit more today into your conscious living work and plant-based lifestyle. And I'd really yeah. love to understand where that passion came from? Well, actually, it's funny. So when I went vegan about four and a half years ago or four years ago, I obviously started to notice um, really massive positive shifts in my body, both physiologically and energetically. And as a result of seeing all these positive changes in my body, I decided to dig a bit deeper into what I was actually doing. Because at that point in time, I just changed my diet to a plant-based diet. I hadn't actually changed my lifestyle to a vegan lifestyle because there is quite a big difference between a plant-based diet and then a vegan lifestyle. So I started watching some documentaries and listening to podcasts and, you know, just learning about what I was doing and what veganism was. And through that, I watched a lot of like really horrific content about what actually happens in abattoirs and slaughterhouses and on farms and what we're actually putting in our bodies when we consume animal product and physiologically what it's doing to our bodies when we, um, you know, put the animal product into our bodies. And I was just initially just so shocked because Mm. like obviously we're just told lies from these big marketing companies that want to sell us these products and it goes from everything it's not just food it's like you know our technology absolutely it's um cosmetics it's everything right but food obviously we all eat three times a day hopefully and Mm. we're consuming a lot of it so it is a very big part of our lives and so I became I think very frustrated and very upset that I wasn't told the right information as a child and that my parents weren't told the right information and that our society, we haven't been taught what is good and what is bad. And like, there's so, so much craziness and so much horrific death and abuse going on, not just to the animals, you know, from humans to humans. And for me, I became so passionate from 
obviously an animal rights perspective, but then also from a health perspective, wanting humans to be empowered to be able to make the right decision for their health. And then, of course, also the environmental perspective of veganism and a plant-based diet. So the more I learned, the more I became passionate because with the more I learned, the more information I understood about what was actually happening. And I realized actually how bad the situation was and like how much we're stuffing up our bodies and the planet and, you know, the fact that we kill something like five to seven trillion animals every single year is like just, I don't even know how to think about that number, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's probably one of the keys here is education and like educating yourself on what is actually going on and what we're actually consuming because, that is one of the biggest things that we let slide because we're all so busy and we're so consumed with what's going on in our everyday life that we're actually not even focusing on the number one priority, which is the food that we're fueling our body with. So I love that you, you know, dug so deep into that and really empowered yourself to be making educated decisions. I totally agree though, the more that you watch and read, the more you just start thinking, how are we consuming this? Like, how have we come so accustomed to consuming this every day? And I think it's the same with, you know, with skincare and like toxic ingredients in our home and all of these things that we're just so used to using and we don't think twice about it. And it's not until you start to really question those things and to do your own bit of research that you go, oh my goodness, like, this is all going into our body. Like we wonder why we're stressed. It's not necessarily the stress that's being placed on us at work. Like we're putting all of this stress into our body because our body's having to work so hard to fight most of it. So yeah, I, I just love that you're, you're so passionate about it and you're such a voice in this space. It's, it's incredible to see. So I guess more on the low-tox lifestyle, did that was that, I guess, just kept evolving from becoming plant-based because that's something you're super passionate about? Yeah, for sure. Um, it did definitely evolve from the plant-based lifestyle, which evolved into the vegan lifestyle, which then evolved into me looking at all the other areas of my life and thinking, hmm, how does this line up with my beliefs? And I really didn't realize that there were thousands, actually probably millions of chemicals like in my home that I was putting on my skin, putting on my body, cleaning with, using absolutely every day. And, you know, being a DJ and having to do myself up a couple nights a week and go into clubs and all this kind of stuff, I was thinking, shit, I wonder how much chemical exposure I was having or I am having. Mm -hmm. And where can I decrease the amount of chemical exposure that I'm having? And I think before I like dive into this, I think it's really important to note that we can never be perfect. You can never be the perfect vegan. You can never be the perfect chemical-free person. You can never be the perfect plastic-free person because we live in a society that makes it really difficult to be perfect. But what I just try and do and how I look at it is to try and do what I can when I can. And so with the low-tox living, um, I fell across essential oils and how I could use them to replace all my household cleaning products and a whole heap of my beauty products as well. So for me, even though I still use makeup and I do still sometimes use like um, commercial perfumes. I do still have a spray tan, even though it's a natural spray tan. There are still things that I am consuming that do have chemicals in them, 
Oh, champagne. Definitely don't forget about champagne. That's an important one. <laughs> but like, um, for <laughs> priorities for the most part. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> for the most part, like we are really trying to be chemical free in our home and in our house. So like, for example, I use my essential oils for the dishwasher, for the laundry, for doing any sort of washing up, for doing any sort of stain removal or cleaning, whether it be kitchen, mirrors, bathrooms, floors, dog shampoo, human shampoo, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, I like have um, a essential oil-based deodorant, which pretty much is just bicarb soda, coconut oil, and essential oils. I use them on my skin, on my face as perfumes. And then of course, lately I've been focusing so much on immunity, obviously with all the coronavirus stuff happening. And so I've, yeah, I've got a really beautiful immunity roller that I've um, made up that I put on the base of my feet and the back of my neck every night. And I um, do some gargling just with some water and one of my essential oils every morning, instead of using say like a Listerine. I love that. Yeah, because this this essential oil, I actually have it in front of me now. It's called Thieves and it's so beautiful. It's a blend um, that I use by the brand of essential oils that I buy and it has clove in it, lemon, cinnamon, uh, eucalyptus and rosemary. And so all those different oh, um, wow. essential oils, yeah, are really good at, I suppose, supporting immunity and helping your body, I suppose, be as strong yes. as possible. Hello, my beautiful friend, Georgie. Welcome back to the Healthy Hustle podcast. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to be back here. Something we were talking about the other day when we had our last phone call, and it really gave me a lot of comfort. And we're both talking a little bit about the frustrations that we're facing at the moment with our businesses. And you said to me, the one thing that you keep reminding yourself of is wherever you have put your energy in the past, it has grown. And I really loved that because I am probably at a stage where I was looking into the other lane a lot and I was comparing myself to other people who had got somewhere before I did or was somewhere that I wanted to be. And I think that it was just a really, really powerful thing that I've thought a lot about and has brought me a lot of comfort during this time was that if you continue to put your energy into something, it will eventually grow. And you are a testament, your business is a testament to that and what you have done over the years and all of the energy and the value that you give to people with expecting nothing in return shows because of the result that you now have your own business and at living your passion and your dream. So I would love some of your tips for anyone else who's feeling a little bit stuck right now, or maybe getting that feeling of like, is this all worth it? Like, why am I doing this? What would your tips be to them? So I've got a few. <laughs> Always have lots. And I, we were chatting about that and we were, we were chatting about a sort of a business side of something and I was chatting to you and I was kind of saying, you know, I, I wanted this thing to happen and it wasn't happening. But actually, when I got quite honest with myself, I was maybe putting 10 to 20% of my time and I was expecting, you know, 100% of the results. And so a big thing with that is I'm telling you now, like if you want something, if you want something to go further, the first step I'd say is like get clear and be very honest with yourself. 
I know things are changing right now. Um, it's really hard to plan because we don't know how that is. But I want you to really think about right now what's a couple of steps in the right direction or wherever you want to go. Don't get too stuck on like then result, what's going to happen in a year or that sort of thing, but always just look kind of just a little bit in front of you and focus on that. And I am such a big believer in we create our own reality. So I know it's so easy to look around and see, um, you know, people who it seems like they're working the same as us and they've got, you know, this huge success or they've got a lucky break and it can be really disheartening, if you will. And my kind of thing to that is, and that's even like I have a bit of a chip on my shoulder because I often get this thing about, you know, people thinking, I've got my success just because the way I look and my Instagram, um, whereas in reality, like they didn't see the seven years of doing my law degree while doing my social media. Like I would literally wake up 4.30, go to gym, do a bit of my social media stuff, get to work at 7.30, do either law or social media at my lunch break, get home, edit YouTube videos. Like it was ridiculous how hard I was working and I didn't see anything from that for literally five years, if that makes sense. So it would have been so easy for two years in for me to go, oh, well, like I'm not seeing anything. You know, there's a YouTuber who went viral and has, you know, whatever followers, I'm just going to give up now. And it's just... I don't know, like nothing good comes easy and I'm all about trusting the process and I truly believe, and this is something new um, I've been like really speaking about, Mads. I don't know if we've had a discussion about this, but I truly believe that like desires are put on our heart for a reason. So we're all built so differently, but I truly believe like you, Mads, We're on FaceTime so I can see her. (laughs) I'm pointing at her. Uh, Like you, Mads, like you have your podcast, The Healthy Hustlers, and our events and all these different things that are passions and they're on their heart and they're exactly what you are supposed to be doing. And I have, you know, my different desires and passions and whatnot. And so like if you really believe in something, you really want to do something, it's like stick with it like believe in your passions, trust the process and what Mads is saying right right at the start of like what you put your energy in and where you place your energy is where you grow. So I think another thing too is just being a bit honest about like, could you be putting more time into this project or could you kind of free up time somewhere else where it's actually not making the biggest difference or propelling you forward to put in the project or something like that? Like, I don't know. I hope that kind of like is answering the No, question. I love it. <laughs> I, I went on a bit so of a rant then. <laughs> no, that was awesome. And we haven't spoken about your desires and I haven't? really, really love that. No. Oh, this and is like I think this new thing that I've like, it's like I've had this download or like the universe or something. I journal about it a lot. I speak on my YouTube and I'm kind of like, if, for example, like I feel like, you know, if you get this like download or desire to like go and paint or like do something creative, like I'm such a big believer in like, like that's come to you for a reason, whether it's like for joy, whether it's a next step in your journey um, or anything like that, but like listen to it, listen to the intuition, listen to your desires and like keep moving forward. And I think you 
can have a lot of clarity around that because of the amount of time that you put into meditation and journaling. And I know you and I spoke a lot about it at our events, but you know, the importance of really creating that space to allow those downloads and that to like I talk a lot about the healthy hustles, the idea of it literally being a download. Like I remember the moment of walking through yes. the botanical gardens and it, like I swear to God, the only way I can describe it is like something just dropped into my head and I had so much clarity around exactly what the business should be, who we need to talk to, the name, like everything just hit me like a download from the heavens above. And the only reason I can explain that that happened is because I had created that space. I had prioritized meditation and, you know, getting more in tune with my intuition. And I think exactly what you were just saying then about the desires is so, it's so true. I think we, if we can think about something, if we can desire it or imagine it, it's actually possible. Like it's completely possible. So I think we need to kind of push away the clutter and like the fear of like how it's going to work out or how we're going to get there and just Mm. believe so wholeheartedly that it will happen. That's also very much kind of the practices of law of attraction and creating your own reality. So if you want this, you know, let's just say it's this new project, it's this new passion project you want to do, or maybe it's a side hustle, but maybe you work so extremely hard in your job and then you have this full social life and it's like, where would this even fit in with your current life because you're not creating any space for it? And so that's like when um, I know in kind of the books about law of attraction, they say, um, I remember this story and it was like this girl who was a woman who was manifesting a husband. And so like she used to park on one side of the garage and leave this like other park because like that's where his car was meant to be. And that's such like a physical representation of creating space and like had his side of the bed and like all this different stuff. And it's so true. Like if you want something in your life, you do need to create space so it can then slot in and a hundred percent tying that back into like the energy when me and ads, mad ads, <laughs> when me and mads were having that conversation, I was kind of complaining about something not coming into my life into fruition. Whereas in reality, like I am so busy with like all my other projects, I kind of don't have the room. And so it's like, it's Mm -hmm. taking that honesty with with yourself and being like, okay, yeah, I want these things, but like, what am I doing to actually action them into my life? It's so true. And I think creating the space is exactly right. Like you need, you need to do that. And with us for our events, I remember saying to you throughout the whole events, like, I just feel like we're exactly where we're meant to be. Like Mm. every single thing just flowed. Like we didn't, we had three live events in three different states, weekend after weekend, and nothing went wrong. Like not one thing. And I've been in events for years and shit goes wrong all the time. And so I, and I kept thinking about it a lot after it. Like why, why did that happen? Like how did that become so successful? Yeah. And it was funny when I reflected back because I think the reason, well, for me personally, I think the reason why I felt so comfortable doing it and so right was because for so many years prior, I always thought that my own business would be an events business because that was my background. But I spent so much time and energy on trying to figure out 
probably more the process or exactly how I wanted it to be or who my business partner was going to be and how I was going to get money for it and got really stuck in the nitty gritty of the detail. Whereas when it actually came to fruition and it happened, you and I, like all of those years ago, you and I had never even met. We didn't, we weren't even a person in each other's lives. And then all of a sudden we met and things just synced up and Mm. this goal or this vision, I guess, that I'd had for so many years come to life. And it was because I think I'd let go of the control and the planning. And instead I just had this intrinsic belief that it will happen when it's meant to happen. Like there will be a live event and it will happen the way it's meant to. And now I look back and I'm like, I could never have even dreamt of it being half as incredible as it actually was. So I think more, you know, really tapping into those feelings of how you want to feel in that situation, but also just having that belief, that undoubtable belief that it will happen when it's meant to. So exactly what you said, trusting in the process and trusting that your heart will lead you to where it's meant to be. And also not getting too, like you said, like stuck on the tiny little details or how you're going to get there. Like when I look at anything in my life, literally where I am right now, um, you know, like at my age, how old am I? 25. <laughs> you're a baby. I forget every time. We don't need to talk about age right now. <laughs> how old are you, Mads? No, I'm <laughs> no comment. Um, no, sorry. I just sidetracked a beautiful moment. Um <laughs> What I was going to say is like, when I think back at all the times I was planning and I had all these goals, how my life is now and how things came to fruition and all that, it has been so much better than I could ever have imagined. And like, what have I achieved and stuff like that. And so a hundred percent, like have that feeling, have that desire trust in the process and don't get too hung up on like the little things and the control. And it's funny, Mads, because I was the exact same with the events in regards to that year me and Mel had sat down and we're like, you know, this year and last year for me was all about community. And we had said that from the start, like even with my personal Instagram goals, like me and Mel would usually sit down and talk about, you know, I want to grow by this amount and all that sort of stuff. And our big thing for last year was community. Uh, We wanted to really focus on community and we did want to do some sort of live event in our head. We're like, oh, you know, is it a meetup or we couldn't even do it, but we just kind of like put it out there, left it, kept working hard during the year. And then the whole thing kind of came to be with like you, like I know you approached me and it all just came to be. And it literally, like you said, it just worked out better than I could have ever managed, imagined. And like the whole theme of community, like I couldn't think of a better way of that coming to be. Like our events were just like so much community, so much happiness and joy and coming together. Like, yeah, like it's all, it's even like me thinking the year is like community. And I was just thinking of like, you know, maybe creating a Facebook group or something like that. And then the end result being what it was, it's like, it's so crazy, but just having so much trust in that. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Are you looking for a healthy non-dairy milk alternative that's made the right way? then look no further than Pure Harvest. I stopped using ordinary milks many years ago and started using the delicious nut milks from Pure Harvest for my coffees, smoothies and soups. Since day one, I've chosen Pure Harvest as they are free from preservatives and added sugars and only contain the best and cleanest ingredients. 
Well, now I'm so excited to let you know that Pure Harvest have extended their range of non-dairy milk with the launch of No Ordinary Milk, which contain three new non-dairy flavours, Nut Bliss, Lush Almond and Creamy Cashew. You'll never have to worry about having ordinary milk again. With no added sugars, preservatives or flavours, Pure Harvest range of No Ordinary Milks use whole, organic ingredients to make beverages that taste great and most importantly, make you feel good. Pure Harvest new range of Nom Nut Milks are now available at selected leading independent supermarkets and health food stores Australia-wide. Hello, Leah, and welcome back to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me back. And I'm sorry it's been so long. Super busy, but I'm so excited to have you back. What advice would you give to someone who's listening to this and who's maybe in those earlier stages of they know their business has potential, but they're kind of surrendering to what is now or or being patient? What advice would you give to them? Do as much as you can for your consumer. Do as much as you possibly can. And like for, I think I did 300, I think, oh no, less than that, maybe 200 and something recipes before I even got into the room with a, perhaps a collaboration for someone. So I did 200 free recipes by myself. That means I went to the shops, grabbed all the ingredients, cooked it, photoed it, videoed it, did whatever, put it on my socials for free forever, <laughs> content, blogs, and all that kind of stuff so that you can gain traction, you can gain people who who want to follow you. So I think that it's all about as much content and as much valuable content as possible. And at the start, it really, like sometimes it really doesn't, it really doesn't seem like it's going anywhere and whatever. And you feel like you're, you know, you can get embarrassed about it, but do as much as you possibly can. Um, and you won't get embarrassed about it. So like things like reach outreaching to people like you, who cares if they say no, big deal. Like if they say no, they say no. If they say yes, great. Reach out, contact anyone and everyone use your use your like your your circle around you get them to share your post I just think like doing as much as you can and being as passionate and as active as you possibly can you have the best chance of it taking off I think that's been one of my biggest takeaways from you know yourself and the other women that I've interviewed on this podcast is that constant showing up like every single day no matter what's going on I guess in your personal life or where the business is actually at you continue to show up and you continue to give to your community if that's making you money or not and I think that that's just been such a huge inspiration for me personally and something I remind myself of every day is just exactly what you're saying like show up you know you did 200 recipes for just to give your community value and to show that you're passionate about what you're doing Mm. and I just think that that's where the success comes. Yeah and I guess at the same time it doesn't actually like always mean like you have to get paid for it and I think that's a big thing for people they're like oh you know but I'm not making any money well like you might not make any money for the first two years, but yeah. that's where you build that credibility within your community or whoever you're targeting. You build that credibility and you do feel like sometimes, and I, I did it all the time, I'm like, Mitch, this isn't working. This post went really bad, like, oh, it's, my life's over. And it's, it's so silly because <laughs> you're doing you're doing this for free. You're doing it out of the goodness of your heart. Like it will definitely, it will come back around. As long as you're putting energy in, you will get energy back. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. I really love that. I think that's such beautiful advice. And I think everyone who's, you know, in those early stages can take a lot from that. Have you done any coaching or mentoring in the past? Has anything like that ever helped you? Do you know what? No, I have done. I've I've just 
luckily I met Mitch. Like I am, I am really grateful for meeting him because he is a very, um, like he's, so I like watching cooking videos. He likes watching business videos and I'm like mm, boring like for me I don't I don't love it like and he does not like cooking videos I'll tell you what <laughs> so uh, I just found him and, and and we had the the like we worked on our strengths so he's very business savvy and I'm obviously very creative so I haven't done anything we've learned everything ourselves like we've we've tested and it hasn't worked and then we've you know evaluated why we've put out a book it literally absolutely flopped and we had to figure out why and then we moved forward from that. So I guess like we've just done everything. And then also, and then we got to the point where we might, we hired the right people like dietitian and, and marketing and PR to teach us those skills because we mm-hmm. don't have them. So, and you don't even, and like, even if you're in the early stages and you don't have, you know, the money, because it does, it obviously costs a lot to hire someone. So if you don't have that money to hire someone, perhaps hire them for a couple of hours to give you, give them your like, you know, their top tips to PR or marketing or whatever it is so that you can learn a little bit more. But there is so much information out there. You just need to go find it. Yeah, it's so, so true. From a health perspective, I'd love to kind of dive a little bit into your mindset and your health. How do you stay in quite a positive mindset from a business perspective? Like, do you have any kind of daily non-negotiables or self-care rituals that really kind of help keep that perspective strong? I guess I am very much of the, of the notion is that if I'm eating and I'm exercising, I am in control of something and I feel good. So the thing is, if I don't exercise in the morning, I know that I'm going to have a terrible day, like, or I'll be extra stressed or extra on edge or whatever, and something will happen and I will like just absolutely shut down. So I have to do that to make sure that I'm feeling like I can actually control the day. I love that. Yeah. I think there's a real power, especially at the moment of controlling what we can. And we've, you know, it's already come up in this conversation and it has in so many podcasts this year, but I think the idea of control outside of our mind and maybe our daily actions is, is really hard at the moment. It's so it's also a bit of gratitude that I have as well. And that's how I stay positive throughout the whole day with everything that we're doing and in life and in business and in however, like I am so grateful for the position that I'm in or that I'm, that I'm wanting to build that I, like if something happens, I'm just like, do you know what? It's a, it's either a learning curve or we can cry about it. It's a learning curve for me. Cause I want to make sure that I feel grateful. Like I don't want to say, oh, I have to, you know, today I have to do that podcast. I'm like, I'm grateful that I'm being given an opportunity to do this podcast. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah, a different absolutely. switch in positivity that people, I think that it's people miss. And when they get, when they get back into this mindset of like, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I actually, that I've got a really bad back. And every time I go to the gym, I'm like so grateful that I can go to the gym and I'm mobile and I can, and I can walk and I can move. And everyone, that's how I get out of bed at 5am because I'm grateful. So there's just that positive switch in your mindset that can change. It can make a world of difference. Definitely. And just changing that inner dialogue, exactly what you're saying, like, Mm. you know, switching it to being grateful for having those opportunities instead of, oh my goodness, my day is so busy. Plus I've got to fit in this podcast recording. It's like, you know, exactly. uh, yeah, really empowering yourself to to show that those decisions are the right decisions and that you are grateful for those opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me that I am so grateful that I'm busy. Like I've been not busy and then I've been super busy and I will choose busy any day because I'm grateful for it. So I think, yeah, 
Yeah, oh, we all I need a bit of more attitude in life. <laughs> 100%. I seriously think that that is hands down my number one tip or tool, I guess, that you always have in your, in your tool belt, no matter what mood I'm in, if I switch to gratitude, like it's just so hard to be anything but happy and content with what you've already got. So I love yeah. that that's such a powerful one for you as well. Mm, it is. I guess from food choices, and I know a lot of people that do listen here are either just really starting that kind of more health journey or trying to make some healthier choices in their life. When it comes to food, what are some of your top tips for making healthier choices? Instead of taking things out of your diet, put things back in. So think about like, instead of saying, I'm not going to have any junk food, maybe perhaps switch your mindset and say, I'm going to be more organized with my food and I'm going to add more vegetables into my day. So over time, you add more vegetables into your day, you'll be more prepared and that junk food, you you won't have it as often. So adding things in, I'm going to add water into my day. So instead of saying, I'm not going to have coffee, like I'm going to add a liter of water before I have my first coffee or whatever that may be. So you, you start to add healthier habits and then therefore those other say unhealthy habits will go out and your healthy habits will be replacing them. So that's my biggest thing is to not take things away is to add things into your day. Hello, beautiful Revy and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Mads sharing so much of your personal journey as a mom and also professionally, how have you kind of become comfortable over time with really leaning into that fear? Because I think naturally there is a lot of fear that comes with sharing and being vulnerable enough to share things, especially things that have caused pain Mm. in your life. How have you kind of become really comfortable with being able to do that? The most important thing about that question is that you're misunderstanding that I'm comfortable. <laughs> I'm not comfortable at all sharing that stuff. And I think yeah, that's, okay. what, that's where I kind of promote or I encourage and I have from my experience understand that not a lot of growth happens from our comfort zones and not a lot of connection, mm-hmm. deep, yeah. deep connection, and that's what I'm trying to achieve through my platform, comes from comfort zones. I talk about a lot of uncomfortable things. I literally will create a post. It'll take me a week to post it, and I'll hit publish and throw my phone across the room thinking, <laughs> how the hell, what did you just do? What did you just do? Yeah. And, you know, completely freak out. So there's a lot of uncomfortable moments in in sharing these yeah. things, and, and especially when it's not – it hasn't landed with the community well or someone's being nasty about it. You know, when I share something about body image or my mental health or a decision I've made and it's, and it's met with hate or um, criticism, that is so terrifying and really difficult because it's public. It's for everyone to see. And one of the most uncomfortable situations I've landed in is when I was pregnant and sharing my training which included weight training while pregnant I had so much criticism to the point where people were saying that my baby wasn't going to survive or how could you be so vain to train while you're pregnant and really uneducated people talking about the health and life of my unborn child that is extremely uncomfortable it is so hurtful and um, I think what I've learned is that my voice and my resilience that I've that I've had to go through is 
that's my purpose is to be able to stand for what I believe in and to stand mm. for those that don't have a voice just to be a role model for those who are still currently in an abusive situation or an unconventional house or home where they don't feel where they belong I'm a result of that you know I was rejected at a very young age and I had to really I'd still daily work on the struggle to believe that I'm worthy and that I'm enough and some days are harder than others and some days I feel so full of love but it's it's an ongoing journey and I think I want to be that person to just one person I, I don't mind how many people I help as so long as I'm helping someone and that takes a lot of yeah like you said leaning into the fear and I, I remember the first time I shared something that was you know vulnerable and the outpouring it had I think I had about 5,000 followers but I had so many messages from women across the world just saying hey that really helped me that was really inspiring and I really that made me feel less alone and that's all I need that is the fire in my belly to keep going with this that obviously sounds like what allows you to keep stepping into that fear because I totally agree with what you say about the comfort zones. Like I always say, good things don't come from comfort zones. And as soon as you get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you start to see that that's where the magic lies. And the magic might be in, you know, those people reaching out to you and saying that you're helping me. Like that just Mm -hmm. continues to burn that fire and, and keep you inspired and keep you knowing that you're doing things for a much bigger reason than yourself. Yeah, it does keep me showing up for them. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're doing it for so many other people other than just yourself. Like you Mm. are that voice for them and you're, you know, you're that best friend that they can lean on and that inspiration that they can look at and think, you know, you're showing up every day. So I love that you do say that you're still stepping into that fear. And and I know we chatted about it prior to hitting record, but you are a mum to two beautiful girls. Um, So I'd really love to talk about, I guess, Revy as a mum and especially being a mum to girls because I know we're talking about, I was saying to you that, yeah, I feel like I'm going to have all girls now, which which I never had thought previous to having a daughter. Um, So what does being being a mum mean to you? It's very hard to describe as many people can appreciate, but it is just the most beautiful, overwhelming, challenging, tiring, (laughs) rewarding job in the world. (laughs) Um, It's my greatest honour and biggest responsibility and I've done so much work. It's like the work that I was doing has been fast-tracked since becoming a mother because I want to feel and believe whole and content for them. It's like another motivator for me not just for myself, but for them to really lead by example and to love myself so that they can experience what a mother is like who completely accepts herself the way that she is. Yeah, and even having little women, like I just, you know, I never had that really strong foundation, the the belief systems that I've had to break through in having, I guess, a mentally ill mother is, is just so far from the the environment that I'm trying to raise my girls in and um, it's just such a huge responsibility and I don't think that anyone can comprehend it until it happens and yeah I, I absolutely love being a mum I I love the work of Nikki McCann who owns the Dear Mama podcast and she's you know always talking about how motherhood is a catalyst for transformation and to becoming the person 
that you're meant to be and I love that like I think there's so much power in that and I don't think I think when you become a mum you're like I'm the teacher like I'm going to teach you and that's pretty Mm -hmm. straightforward in terms of like teaching them how to brush their teeth and teaching them how to walk and all that stuff but in terms of finding a teacher for life they're our teachers like a hundred percent and I don't think you realize that until they slap you in the face with you know this (laughs) massive teaching of patience or self-reflection or yeah just they they're just incredible teachers oh my goodness I just like I'm beaming just listening to that because it's just (laughs) resonating so much I've just started reading the book the conscious conscious parenting I think it's called or the conscious parent oh are you oh my goodness and exactly that it's all about how parenthood is actually really transformational and quite a spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. and it's really funny for me I actually found pregnancy a very very spiritual experience Mm. um and I I've always been quite a spiritual person but I think and I'd always thought about pregnancy so much it's yet and when I was pregnant it all felt so right but I just couldn't believe how much of a spiritual experience it actually was and I think yeah yeah, birth as well and now reading this book it's just changing shifting that mindset around like exactly what you said like you know we don't have to be their teachers we're actually learning so much through Mm -hmm. their eyes and their personalities and to be able to foster that and nurture that little human being and let them be whatever they're meant to be is pretty amazing massive role and something like (laughs) I definitely underestimated until I was like holding her and I'm like oh my goodness like this is forever (laughs) yeah all we're taught is that like from like I know my friends parents and that it's all about following in your parents footsteps yes that's how for generations we that's our goal (laughs) is to please our parents dreams and to fulfill the dreams that they weren't able to achieve and that is so skewed and no wonder you know so many people feel like failures because we're not actually that's not my dream that is not my dream like that's I'm my own person and we know that and then yet we're still repeating that pattern in that process so the works of her and um Philippa Perry just I feel like this is the generation where a lot of patterns will be broken and I'm so grateful for that because I think we're one of the first generations to actually really look at our own crap and go, I didn't do a very good job there and I'm working on being better. That feedback, that conversation is a lot more open, I feel, and I I hope that is across Mm -hmm. the board but I know from – speaking to a lot of my friends who are mothers and, and mates who are dads, like it's, it is, we're, we are open to being wrong, which is nice. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.